0: Hello, we're the Socialites, and today we're having a discussion about the Social Dilemma, a documentary watched in class. My name's Kylie Welcher. I'm Sarah Silvestri.
1: I'm Crystal Cypress. I'm Alex Campbell. Yeah.
0: Um, so, just to get started, what did you guys think of the Social Dilemma? Did you guys like it? Did you learn anything new? I liked
2: it. I- I thought it was very interesting and also very scary at the same time, because it was like looking in the future, kind of, and just realizing what our world has come to with technology. Yeah, say the negative effects.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I liked it too. It was like eye-opening, and it brought a new perspective for technology.
0: Yeah, seeing how our world can definitely go really far south really quickly if we don't do something soon.
3: Yeah, I, I liked it. It was it's pretty terrifying though. Like the whole time I was just like, I don't know, it was it was scary. It just made, it made me think about it for a while. I definitely thought about it a couple of days after watching that. I was like, I wonder like how much they're always listening to us, you know?
0: Yeah, I started thinking about like the, how much manipulation there is in our world. And then I just started getting, like, really mad. I'm like, how much manipulation's in the documentary itself? Like, their whole scene with, like, the three people controlling the one kid and then zooming out and seeing it and, like, the music they use for, like, I have a spell on you is all, like, a type of manipulation. Yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> um,
4: yeah, I think it was, like, really, really interesting just to, like, see, like, our, like, technology has, like, advanced so fast and it's just, like, crazy to, like, see all these things that, yeah, it's just mostly, kind of scary and, like, makes me, like, uneasy that, like, they have so much information that we're not really, like, we don't always, like, know about.
0: Okay, to start on the questions we were given, how are the feeds of Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Instagram tailored to the user? And do you guys see the tailorness in your own feeds?
1: Yes, um, What you try with is gonna appear more on your feed obviously, so it reels you in and you get to using the platform.
2: But... yeah, it's like very noticeable this that they're listening to you like when I'm on my phone, sometimes I'm not like I'm not even near my phone and I'm talking about something. Even if I just like think it. Like, I see it on my um, Instagram, like, the ads, or just, like, on the on Safari. Like, it just pops up.
0: Makes it feel it's like scary. they know you better than you know yourself. <laughs> um, so, moving on to the next question. What do you guys think the meaning of the phrase, if the service is free, then you are the product? They talked a lot about it. In- Talk that. Oh my god, they talk about that a lot in the Social Dilemma. So what did you guys think of it?
3: Wouldn't that mean, like, like, if something's free, then you're the one who's, like, like, you're being analyzed a lot? Like, they'll track, like, all about you, and they'll see where you're going on to, and then they'll, like, use that for marketing and stuff like that, so they can sell more products?
1: Exactly, like, nothing is free, and they have to make money somehow. So, you're the one who's being sold your your data and information.
0: And your attention. How many ads they can give to you. To convince you to buy stuff. Um, do you guys think you could go a week without your cell phone? Yeah, I
2: think I could. Like, it's... I was like the last question is it's like addictive like the drug but like I I could do it it just probably wouldn't be um, probably would be a little hard since like we're so used to just like having it there always having it with us but yeah I could do it
4: Um, yeah I think like I'll be able to do it too but it definitely be like kind of hard and I'd I'd find like a lot more time on my hands because like. Like, throughout the day, I'm always just trying to, like, like waste time just, like, spending on my phone, and I'm always, like, checking it for, like, no reason. But I think if I, like, if you, like, really put your mind to it, I think you would be able to.
0: Yeah, I think it would be really difficult, but I could do it. The only problem I think I would have is, like, a lot of time when I'm doing stuff, I just like listening to music. So knowing that I wouldn't be able to do that, like, I'd have to be dead silent, I think would make it really hard. Um, how important is your right to privacy? Like, do you guys value it super a lot, or you guys don't really care? Like, would you be willing to give up some privacy for be able to go on Instagram? I guess you already do if you have Instagram. I
3: mean, I'd I'd say it's pretty important to me, but I guess even, even though we probably do, like, every time we go on Instagram and all that stuff and all those things, you see those super long long, like, like every time you get a new app, you see those long terms of editions that are like 10 pages long, and nobody reads those, like, so pretty much every time we go on our phone and do that stuff, we're giving away our privacy. I'd say it's important to me, but, like, even though I know it's always being released every time we do smartphones.
1: I think it's very important because eventually I feel that companies will take advantage of that, and we're going to lose more rights as humans, No. And because of that, it's important to have our own privacy. But it doesn't really affect us right now. But I think in the future, it has an application to it. Yeah, and I think like, like unintentionally, every
4: time we like, like a, a post or like comment on something, and like how it's like tailored to her, <laughs> to the user, it kind of, like, sells a bit of our privacy every time, and just like, gives more information to like the the companies and stuff like that.
0: So leading off of that, what's your guys' limit? Like, how much privacy are you willing to give up before you say this is enough?
1: Well, I feel we've already given up all of our privacy, low-key. I th- think they have access to our camera roll, our messages, everything, so we've already done that.
0: So what if they started, like, adding security cameras everywhere? Even though, like, they already seen most of that part of life, would you, like, start freaking out then? Or would you just accept it as part of your life? I
4: mean, I think we'd freak out a bit more just because, like, like, we're sort of aware that they, like, invade our privacy, but it would just be so much more, like, blatant and obvious, and, like, just, like, it definitely reminds you that they're, like, kind of, like, watching us.
2: Yeah, just, like, seeing, like, if there were security cameras, just, like, seeing the cameras would be more obvious to people. Like, even though we already know we're being watched and like they know everything about us it's more like real i guess because it's you can actually see it
0: yeah like once it's in your face that's when people are like maybe that's not okay <laughs> um some people say that the singularity has already arrived and they are already living in time controlled by computers do you agree or disagree i definitely agree yeah i 100% definitely agree much. what did Never you say maddox
3: technology control of our
0: lives. What? Oh, you cut out a little bit, but I think I got the gist of it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like so much of our lives is just spent on the computer. Especially with school, as of right now. Um You guys think social media is a drug?
4: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. We, like spend like a lot of time and like, effort on it.
2: Mm. yeah it's definitely addictive like a drug like sometimes I'm on it and like I just like can't stop like uh, I it's hard to stop and it like sometimes doesn't make me feel good like I can be using my uh time like so much better but it's like just so hard I don't know
3: Yeah, I, th- I think I agree that, that it's a drug, too. It doesn't have, like, the same effect as, like, I guess as literal drugs, but it definitely has, like, drug tendencies,
1: you know? I think, like, after, like, you spend a long time on your phone for, like, hours, you can feel, like, your dopamine receptors, like, down because you get really lazy. You just yeah. want to sleep. So it does have a really similar effect, like, it
0: I know when I get my phone... So you're s-
1: obviously not, like,
0: Sometimes I'd be like just on it and then all of a sudden three hours have gone by. And I'm like, wow, I'm addicted to it. <laughs> um, is everyone good on discussing? I think I'm going to read one of the longer questions. So we'll start with that. One commentator who reviewed the film said, we all know the excruciating nightmare that is middle school when all of a sudden you no longer take for granted what your parents tell you and decide that, that what you really need is to be considered cool or at least not until a loser by your friends at school. And multiply that by a big, unrelated, unrelated world of the internet. This is why there is a spike in anxiety, depression, self-harm, and suicide attempted by girls of Gen Z, current, middle, and high schoolers. As much as triple in some categories. Do you agree with this comment? So, basically, it's just at saying that internet is basically just a whole bunch of people constantly spying on you and trying to, you have to, like, Make yourself seem cooler than everyone else out there, or you have a higher standard to live to. And I think we definitely. Yeah, have... I. You can go, you know, Maddox. Are you, what are you saying? You can go. <laughs> <Okay>. so, yeah,
3: <laughs> I definitely agree with that because, like, I guess uh, especially in the social dilemma they talked about this that, like, when like younger girls see all these models and stuff, they like try they, they try super hard to like be exactly like them so they can become famous on that stuff and when they don't it seems to cause a lot of depression and they definitely showed a lot of examples of that in the movie
0: yeah there's also the whole problem of like instagram models like editing their bodies and girls thinking like oh that's what i'm supposed to look like and they look nothing like that and it's not because there's anything wrong with their body it's just how they are
4: yeah it's definitely like uh sets like unrealistic like expectations and goals that they think they can't naturally achieve or they can't and it's just like I don't know, it's just like kind of saddening because like they think they can, but they just in actuality they can't and it's sort of almost like the uh like standard in a way.
0: Yeah, you also see people online like only putting the best of the best of themselves out there. So people think, like, oh, look at this person living such a cool life. My life is such a failure. I'm so boring. And they feel like they need to do more to compete with them. Even though, like, the person who posted, like, their amazing vacation only went for vacation for a couple days. Or may have not even gone and just lied about it.
2: Yeah, other generations, like, haven't had to, like, or, like, our generation especially is just, like, watching everyone live their life or maybe not even live their life, but on social media, it looks like they're living their life. And we're just comparing that to our lives. And we're like, wow, I we wish we could be that but like, that's so unrealistic.
1: Yeah, everyone shows the best part of their lives like they'll go on a trip maybe once once a week per year, you know, and like, they just compare their little snippet of their life and everything else, what? Every other day of the year, they were probably in school on their computer. You don't think about that. They just show the interesting things. Mm-hmm. And then let's say they take a thousand pictures. They're going to choose the best one out of the thousand pictures. And they don't actually look like that. They look like the other thousand pictures. Not the best one that they chose. Yeah, that's Chris yeah, like, is just saying,
4: like, people only post the like they like, the the highlights of, like, whatever they've been doing. And they just, like, sometimes just want to see, like, life is better than it actually is. And then when you see their highlights, you compare it to your life. And, like, it may not seem as exciting, but, like, in actuality, yours, like, might be almost the same. But it's just, like, that, like, little snippet or, like, highlight that they decided to share. And, like, you just compare yourself to it. And it can be unrealistic.
0: Great point, guys. On to the next question. Jaron Lehner, the man who invented Facebook's like button, stated that the financial purpose of social media is to manipulate and influence us by a tiny, lucrative degree. That's why the tailored feeds of Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube and the like are so effective at radicalizing users. Do you guys know what radicalizing means or do you guys need the definition? I assume you guys are good. Infermenting, integrated to stir up division. How is this accomplished? So essentially, how does Instagram, YouTube, and places like that create like such a division in our world, especially seeing our politics today?
1: I think if I remember, they were talking about how like fake news spreads, uh, like what, 80 times faster or something than regular news? I, don't I know think it was like six times. Is, six times set? said? Yeah. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad. It's fine. Um, I rewatched yeah, it this morning. Spreads. Sorry, what was that?
0: I just rewatched it this morning, so it's fresher in my brain. Yeah,
1: I watched it like so I forgot. <laughs> it's fine. But, yeah, so fake news spreads a lot faster, so kind of like um, creates divergence in society, you know. And then also the political stuff that goes on, you know, really separates us because. No, you know, different opinions make people really passionate, even though they lie about a lot of statistics and events and like cha- twe- tweaked information. So it spreads faster and they get more publicity on their like social media platform, but it might not be true.
0: Yeah, we see like a lot of news feeds who are supposed to be trusted to give the truth, like have super biased information. And they may not even like lie with the data, but just the way they present it makes it seem off than what it actually is. And I think we just see a lot of news organizations be really biased and then present information that's false or like of the other side being like, well, look at all these idiots. And it makes, makes you feel justified in your reasoning even though your justification is a lie itself. And it just creates a division. And then, if no one has anything else to say about that, we can move on to our last question. This is from the script for the movie. We curate our lives around this perceived sense of perfection because we get rewarded in these short-term signals—hearts, likes, thumbs up—and we conflate with the value, and we conflate with the truth. And instead, what is really, what is really, is fake, brittle popularity. That's short-term and leaves you even, even more, in a minute, vacant and empty you before you did it. Because then it forces you into this vicious cycle where you like, what's the next? Vicious cycle where you like, what's the next thing I need to do now? Because I need it back. Do you disagree with the statement? So disagree or agree with the statement? It's basically just saying people who post something keep having to post and post because they get a, the dopamine award from likes and values, and it keeps them in this vicious cycle where they just feel like I need to do more and more and more. I think we see this in like some influencers like Jake Paul just like keep getting more and more and more aggressive and doing bigger things and more dangerous leading to like actual issues like he got the SWAT team called on him I think. I don't really remember. <laughs> I think we just see more people getting stuck in the cycle.
3: Yeah I agree to some extent. It's definitely like the thing that you brought up and that like the big YouTubers. Like, that's a perfect example, I think. I mean, I feel like that doesn't happen as much to, like, at least I haven't had that happen to me before or something like that, or I haven't felt that as much, but I've definitely seen that with big YouTubers and big TikTokers, you know?
0: Well, if no one has anything else to say... Oh, wait, I actually do have a last question. Would you guys recommend The Social Dilemma to other people? Yes, I think I've already have. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I think I have, yeah, too. Well. Okay. I just want to see what you guys thought, because I think it's good for, like, everyone just to realize how much of the world's being influenced by their phone. Okay, well, if that's it, you ever want to say bye to the podcast? No? Sign on. Bye. <laughs> bye. Okay. Thank you for listening. This has been The Socialites. Bye.